live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. We're glad you're a part of the show as always. Welcome on in. Slick Rick sitting right there. It's going to do some sports. Delgado's got the news. Aaron Fran holding it down. Glad you're a part of the show. Real America's Voice on a Tuesday night. Lots to get to tonight. I want to thank everybody for... Um, well, I'm, in, I'm into positivity right now because Ooh. I think that's what the, the mindset we have to be in going into 24 and things are going to start to ramp up. So Yeah, whatever, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the anti-Delgado <laughs> mood now. I'm, 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 I'm responding to positivity. Ooh. So got a couple really beautiful uh, emails and, and messages yesterday from the audience. Uh, about the show and about everything and I want to thank them for sending them in continue to send them whether it's on getter whether it's on Twitter whether you're emailing receipts in I got a lot of e- I got a lot of receipts the lick the world shirts starting to um, pick up <laughs> now people want it <laughs> because I'm sending them out for free oh sure well if it's free it's <laughs> for me it's little, like free money right? <laughs> a little surprise as you get your uh, as you get your orders so we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of swag out there and slick Rick was telling me before the show, because uh, I was trying to take some Instagram photos, because Instagram's the one platform I don't, I'm pretty uh, pathetic on. I don't post nearly enough stuff. So I was taking some pictures for Instagram, and Slick Rick tells me he's got some good ideas for yep. some sw- Slick Rick swag. Mm-hmm. But of course, he wants to use materials that'll put us bankrupt. <laughs> so I don't of know what to do about that. Yeah, you can't, there's no cheap way to make chaps. <laughs> I don't know if it's chaps, but not chaps. What man. is it, Slick Rick? No, I want nice silky material. I'm I'm going strictly for the ladies. Beautiful outfits, nice <laughs> shirts. You know, we're gonna spend money. I like that soft velvety feel. You know, when you have a shirt. No, I don't know actually. Uh, you wouldn't know. I know. <laughs> Somebody, uh, you know, you know what you said- need. You need to. You need to merchandise a uh, 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 feather boa. Those are cheap, right? I can do that, yeah. He can Some, do a feather boa. Somebody in the audience actually gave me the idea of Slick Rick boots. Uh, that'd be Ooh, too much. That's yeah. too much. That's too much. Yeah, that's too much. So. But that's a good idea. We go on a road, though. How many gators do you need for that? Yeah, well, depending on uh, what kind of material <laughs> he wants to use. Again, no, we're not going to use that. $400. We, we use man-made <laughs> stuff. Come on. Hey, it's a bargain. Six ninety-nine for Slick Rick boots. Um, <laughs> yeah, six hundred ninety-nine. Well, thanks to everybody who wrote in. And I'm getting a lot of messages since the 8 o'clock spot now has changed on mainstream media. I'm seeing a lot of talk. Uh, I'm getting tagged in a lot of LFS6B <laughs> stuff on Twitter. By the way, people are starting to stream now on Twitter. They're starting to open up their video. So we're going to have to start looking at that streaming on Twitter as well on our LFS6B Twitter. Uh, because now people are starting to do that, and they're fairly happy with it so far. And the engagement seems good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elon seems to be letting the algorithm let things go. Uh, so we'll have to look into that as well. But So lots to get to today. But obviously the main thing that I want to talk about, I want to follow up on my story from last night that I thought was really the lead story of the day, which of course was Susan Rice. Because I don't know about you guys, and I didn't watch everything, but I'd, I didn't hear a lot of talk about Susan Rice yesterday. I mean, some passing, but not really. Not really raising the red flag like I am on that departure, because I think there's deeper meaning behind it. It's something we have to try to figure out what's going on because it's a, it can only be devious. It can only be a devious plan or something right. that she thinks she has. There's no more damage she can do where she was. Now it's time to move on to the next scheme. So what is that? That's what we need to figure out. But obviously the the news of today, before we get back to the follow up on her, is of course while you were sleeping this morning. <laughs> or at least maybe just getting up, Joe Biden drops a video informing the world that he once again is going to run for president of the United States. And 
There's so much about it I want to talk about, but I'll just start with the fact that it was a video. And I heard President Trump today driving into the studio, and he talked about this exact fact on the radio with uh, Levin. And he said, um, surprised it was a video, although I guess that's what he did the first time too. But you would think to run for president, you'd come out, make an announcement, maybe in the Rose Garden since you're obviously the president now, and have a big deal about it, take some questions, say something. But he can't do that. He cannot do that. So he drops his video at 6 a.m. I guess they thought people were going to wake up and run to their social media to try to see like Christmas morning if Santa had come. Well, I mean, that's Did usually, Joe Biden announce yet? <laughs> he's usually been up for three or four hours at that point, and he's getting ready for bed. Yeah. So. Well, the, uh, of course, the truth of it is um, we cannot afford four more years of Joe Biden in this country, and that's about as serious um, a statement as you can make and as far as actually meaning it. We literally cannot afford four more years of Joe Biden. And Biden tries to... He tries to make himself sound like the champion, as he always does. He did it today in this speech he, he gave. No one more than 400000 I'm the champion of a small business. I'm the champion of middle America. <laughs> I'm the champion of the little guy. And when, in fact, like most things this administration does, when they talk about what the Republicans are doing, claiming they're doing, they're actually doing that. They're killing small business. They're killing the little guy. They're absolutely killing middle America. It's total decimation of economic um, stability, of economic uh, opportunity in this country. He is decimating all of that as he sits there and says that he's the champion somehow of these people. He's attacked all our traditional sources of energy. He has made them less abundant. He has made them more expensive. He has gotten into your pockets, left, right, and back pockets, with every hand of the government he possibly can get in. And he did it from day one. With the executive orders like he's in a monarchy. His America rescue plan was just the opposite. There was no rescue, and there was not much American about it. He spent like a drunken Marxist from day one, overstimulating the economy, gave us inflation we haven't seen in 50, 60 years in this country, and there's no end in sight. We literally cannot afford four more years of Joe Biden. The cost of everyday living for you, most Americans out there, is outrageous. People cannot keep their heads above water. People are using buy now, pay later on some of these apps and credit cards just to buy groceries to get to their next paycheck. Credit card use is through the roof. Savings is in the basement. Joe Biden wants $80 billion and got $80 billion for the IRS to get further into your life and into your wallets. And he tells us he's the champion. He's got business left unfinished that he needs to run for four more years. Yeah, that business is in Ukraine, China, Russia, wherever, wherever he needs to send Hunter to uh, refill the coffers of the Biden crime family. That's the business he's got to finish. And the IRS 
is not enforcing the rules for billionaires as they like to yell and scream about. They're enforcing rules for you, Main Street America. You're the target. You're the ones they're coming after. They're coming after you through that. They're coming after you through this ESG, social credit. They're coming after you on a CBDC. Every one of their elite cronies is at the top of their list, not you. And I don't care how many times he tries to tell us that. Look at what they've done at the SEC, total disaster. Department of Labor, total disaster. They're coming after your retirement plans with this ESG, telling your retirement managers that they can invest in this nonsense. Where'd you give permission for that? Oh, you didn't. Now they're going to punish homeowners with good credit, people who will try to be financially responsible. You're going to be punished. That's you, middle America. That's you, Main Street. Redistribution of wealth consistently from this uh, administration. And yet he tells us this morning he's got unfinished business. The only unfinished (laughs) business he has is continuing to destroy everything they touch. He gets no congressional approval for anything. There's no representative republic. There's no representative government here. You have no say in any of this, passing these things in the middle of the night like they love to do. What do you guys think? I, I'm going to differ from you just a little bit. Everything you said is correct. It's just he's not that smart. He's just a figurehead. It's the people that are behind him. The Susan Rices, like yeah. you pointed out. Like Richard Grinnell here tweeted yesterday, NBC has failed to cover the secret hand of Susan Rice of the last few years. She plotted at state and the intel agencies without scrutiny. She leaves the White House in a world of chaos in her wake. It's people like the Susan Rices that are working behind the scenes. This guy's just, he's just a huge car salesman. But it's still the same result. Right. We end up in the same place. But I'm I'm saying we've got to look past the used car salesman and get to the root of the problem. And it's the people that are behind him. The people that have been pulling these strings all along, pushing us into these wars. I, believe me, I used to be on board with, yeah, let's go, let's go storm into Iraq. Let's get this guy. Looking back now, we were we were suckered in. We got suckered. They used our emotions. They used it was a psyop. They used our our patriotism against us to use it to to use that goodwill to to push forward the narrative that they wanted. Okay, you got us. You ain't getting us anymore. And it's easier now to see it. Um, it's just getting more people turned on to it, realizing that, yes, the Joe Bidens represent the dirtbags that you don't really you don't like. You don't know. You've never would. You'd probably shake their hand in real life and, and want to wipe off because you'd be like, Ew, what, kind of, what kind of person is this? But those are the people, unfortunately, that are behind him pulling the strings. And that's the part we have to get to. And I feel if anybody needs time to do that kind of work and that's the that's the swamp work. You know, we heard about that. The, the, the draining couldn't come fast enough, unfortunately. Luckily now, and we're seeing a lot of it because it looks like they're turning their attention towards Joe. Yeah, he dropped his, oh, I'm going to, I got unfinished business with the pillow. That's about it, dude. That's all, that's all you can, you, that's all the business you've got. Put your head on a pillow and take another nap. That's the only business Joe Biden handles on a daily basis at the White House. Everybody else is doing everything else, and it's 
they're doing everything to screw you. So, you know what? I know you wanted to be more positive. Sorry. I'm a, a little bit of a Debbie Downer right now. No, I don't uh, think so. I don't think so at all. I don't disagree with what you're saying. Well, I think we, like I said, whatever road you take, him or just him as a figurehead, we end in the same place. And that, of yeah. course, is in their equity plan, which is really just equal equity in, and everybody gets destructed. That's what you're all equally poor. That's the that's the that's the equality that we're going to have. Right, crush everybody downward, and the few that, that that are lucky enough will sit up top, and the people that think, oh, I'm I'm one of them. Guess what? They'll come for you next, media. Yeah. So uh, President Trump put out a good video today about Biden's video, which I have. We'll play that. We'll do sports. We'll do news. Lots to get into. Follow up on Susan Rice. Interesting piece today about her departure. Someone else. Raising the red flag on that one. Keep an eye on that. Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Welcome on in. More to do right after this. on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's going to do some news. Aaron and friend holding it down as always. Glad you're a part of the show. Spoke to Papa Nolan today. Oh, yeah? Oh, oh nice. yes, I did. He's it, feeling uh, feeling better. Not a 100%. Um, he went back to the um, doctor. He's yeah. going to give an update on Getter, I think. I don't know if he did it today. He said he was going to try to do one. Went back to the doctor, got some of the splints and some of the other things taken out. Um, doctor said everything looks good, but he's still finding himself problems, some breathing still while he's sleeping and whatever, but he's, he's on the road. He's, he, doctor definitely said it was a success. He's going to have to give it the time it needs to fully, um, fully heal. So he can start to really feel the, um, you know, the benefits of what he went through. So, and finally getting this fixed after, you know, 40 years of needing to do it or whatever it was. So. But he's feeling good. He misses the audience. He said he will definitely get on Getter and uh, give you an update. I also talked to him about maybe doing a Twitter Spaces so we can hang out and talk. And you can get involved as well. So maybe we'll do that. But uh, the message from Papa Nolan is he loves this audience. He misses you. Uh, He will be back um, as soon as he feels that he can give 100%. So um, and be effective and give the time he needs to do it. So. We'll give him the time he needs, but I am in contact with him almost on a daily basis. Uh, so he wants to say hello and keep a lookout. Follow him on, on Getter at Papa Nolan, at Papa Nolan, and he'll probably give an update here in the next couple of days himself, and you can hear it directly from him. And then if we do it Twitter Spaces, we'll obviously announce it, and you guys want to be involved, obviously you can. If not, me and Papa Nolan will do it, and you, the audience, can ask him and talk to him directly. And, of course, I continue to send your best wishes as I see him every night in the Getter chat. Uh, and I get the emails and all the direct messages, and I always, always try to pass them along in whatever format they come to whoever they're for. Didn't I send you something slick, Rick, last night from somebody? I think I did. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, so speaking of Slick Rick, let's do some sports here in the Man in Blue with the blue live from Studio 6B hat right in front of you. Mixes a nice little match there, Slick yes. Rick. Um, sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell. Uh, did you see this decision against Lindell? He's got to pay this. Uh, I, I somehow missed this story until the other day I saw it. It's a $5 million payment. Did you see this? No, I didn't I don't, see it. I don't know the whole total backstory of it, but I just saw it on Just the News. Uh, but sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell. And, of course, we appreciate when you support Mike Lindell and use our code. supports us as well, the show, LFS6B. And uh, anybody who supports Mike Lindell, pick something out from our 6bmerch.com store. And we're sending out free stuff, free shirts for anybody who buys anything from Lindell. Send us your receipt. Make nice. sure the receipt has your promo code being shown, what you bought, and your shipping information. And tell us what you want from our store. And make sure you include size and color. We're getting a lot of just uh, people sending us the receipts and not telling us what they want. Make sure you tell us what you want, and we'll send it out to you for free. you got to give it about, you know, between two to four weeks to get to you. Um, we're processing them as quickly as we can. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, let's get right to the scoreboard. Playoff action tonight, NBA East first round. We're starting to get down to the end of these first rounds, both in the NHL and the NBA. And uh, we have Game 5, Boston leading the series 3-1 to one, up in Boston, TD Garden. Hawks are holding on for their dear life. They need to win or they're going home as they uh, take on the Celtics. They're tied at 41 apiece. Seven minutes to go there in the second, so plenty of time for that game. Timberwolves visit the Nuggets out in Denver. That's a 9 p.m. tip, and that's also uh, Game Five. And then one more Game Five on the on the chart. Clippers and Suns. That's a 10 p.m. tip out west. The Suns looking to close out the L.A. Clippers season with a win there. I think they might get that done. And uh, go over to the NHL. Speaking of closing out seasons, Islanders in a must-win game tonight in Carolina. Lead the Hurricanes two zip. They got two early goals. 15 minutes to go in the second period, and that's also game five islanders must win or they too go home wild take on the stars right now uh the stars in down in dallas american airlines arena great little venue they lead the wild one nothing it's 15 minutes to go in the first there that series is tied at two somebody's looking to get the edge there and the kings and oilers in edmonton great series tied at two i think that one's going seven edmonton oilers came back with a big win the other night over the kings that's a 9 30 p.m. puck drop. Going to want to check that out. Over to Major League Baseball on the Diamond. Rockies over the Guardians 5-1. to one. That's in the top of the ninth. Getting down to the end there. Red Sox bombing the War Orioles 7-1 to one down in Baltimore. End of 6. Heading out to Pittsburgh. They lead the Dodgers 7-5. to five, Bottom of the 6. Top of the 6. Astros blanking the Rays. 5 nothing. Rays at home have just been incredible. I wouldn't be surprised they come back and win that game. I got a story coming up about the Tampa Rays in uh, the latest segment. Mariners 4-1 over the Phillies, bottom six. Rangers lead the Reds 6-0, middle of the seventh. Reds are just absolutely horrendous. Uh, Blue Jays 6-0 over the White Sox, bottom of the fourth. Top five Nationals over the Mets, 2-0 in City Field. And uh, bottom four, Braves lead the Marlins 4-1. Tigers 4-0 over the Brewers, middle of the second. Yankees lead the Twins 1-0 out in Minnesota. That's in the middle of the third. And at the end of two, the Cubs over the Padres. Two zip. A's visit the Angels. Royals take on the Diamondbacks and Cards and Giants. Those games all tip up between 938, 940, and 945, respectively. Got you all caught up in the scoreboard. Let me just... You know, getting one quick story, uh, another crazy story. Michigan school district sued after forcing kids to remove 
Let's go Brandon shirts. We're talking about T-shirts, right? <laughs> this is Warner Todd Houston, Breitbart. Again, Breitbart Sports, the only place you're ever going to see these stories. A pair of Michigan middle school students are suing this school district after being forced to remove their anti-Joe Biden Let's Go Brandon shirts in class. Good. The, yeah, it's crazy. The watchdog group, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, otherwise known as FIRE, is representing two students from Tri-County Middle School in Howard City, Michigan, a city about a half hour north of Grand Rapids. The students are accusing the school of viewpoint discrimination after they forced them to remove their shirts in February of 2022. Fire accuses the school of having ordered the boys to remove the sweatshirts, even though the school allowed other students to wear their LGBTQ and other political apparel, Fox News reported. Uh, The group added that uh, district officials are censoring students who try to express support for former President Donald Trump or opposition to President Joe Biden. Fire added that they seek a court order blocking the school district viewpoint discriminatory ban on Let's Go Brandon Apparel and a provision of its dress code banning students from wearing clothing, which calls undue attention to the student. The incident is part of a pattern of political favoritism by the school district when the school district relaxed the dress code for field day. A school, that's where the sports comes in, you know, field day. Uh, when the school district relaxed the dress code, a school administrator ordered the student to stop wearing a chump flag as a cape. It's ridiculous, but permitted other students to wear gay pride flags in the same oh, manner. Of course. Oh, of course, of course, right? Criticism of the president is coarse political speech protected by the First Amendment, fire attorney Connor Fitzpatrick said in a statement. Whether it's a Biden sticker, let's go Brandon sweatshirt, or gay pride t-shirt, schools can't pick and choose which political beliefs students can express. The slogan, let's go Brandon, as we know, exists as a way to express an anti-Biden message without using profanity. Fitzpatrick said a public school district cannot censor speech just because it might have someone to think about, uh, might cause someone to think about a swear word. Uh, These students should not only be allowed to express their political beliefs, but should be encouraged to do so. America's students must be free to exercise their constitutional rights, not to just learn about them, the group concluded. Good for fire. I like that story. I took a little bit longer, Big D, but that's part of the narrative of our show. It's ridiculous. They could wear all these other wing-ding things, but boy, they put on anything anti-Biden or yeah. pro-Trump. And, for, and by the way, for all the school notes, he's supporting Brandon Brown, which is the driver. Yes, right, NASCAR. That uh, the, the NBC News reporter yeah. thought that the crowd was chanting for. Right. She was very astute at picking up on that, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> very astute. Very oh, astute. if I knew where these kids live, I'd send them Let's Go Brandon shirts and go lick the world shirts tomorrow. Yep. Tell them to wear those to school. I'm sure somebody knows them. Oh, well, we'd have, I'd have them on the show, too, by the way. By the way, Lick the we World, find out. they may not be able to figure yeah. out what that means, Lick the World. <laughs> they might think it's a pro-Biden shirt. Yeah, Right. The president of Biden, so Lick the World. Yeah, let's go, Lick the hey, World. Hey, those are great words. Okay. <laughs> let's get them for the whole population. <laughs> Dummies. <laughs> All right, we'll do some news with Delgado when we get back right up to this. Lick the World. <laughs> Lick the World. <laughs> kept secret in Washington has been revealed. 
Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are running for office again in 2024. They've also announced there's going to be no debates in the primary process. You think they can handle the public display of incoherence for the world to see? Joe can't handle Marianne Williams and Robert Kennedy Jr., but Americans are exposed to expect him to handle Vladimir Putin and others. What do everyday Americans think about 80-year-old Joe Biden running again? Let's hear it from them. Let's go, Brandon. Um, I think he can run again. Um, I do agree that there's obviously some issues right now with the Democrats are trying to force him out too, but I think he can run again. I think the Democrats will force him out. Uh, I don't think he should run again. Uh, I'll even go on record and say I don't think Trump should either. Uh, they're both too old. We need somebody new. We need, need fresh blood. If Biden and Trump are the best the Democrats and the Republicans can come up with, we're in trouble. I think the Democrats should force him out. Uh, because he's uh, asleep all the time. He can't remember where he's at, and if he loses his script, he cannot remember what to say, and he always says the wrong thing. I don't think he should run again, and I think they are trying to force him out. Oh, no, he should definitely not run. His time has come, and it's going to be going. He's hasn't really done anything wrong, but hasn't really done anything right. Um, he's kind of like, it feels like a stand-in, um, and I think Democrats need um, a strong representative. No matter what people say about politics in the next election, Joe Biden's age is front and center. America needs steady leadership right now, and it doesn't look like it's coming anytime soon. I'm Christopher Carter, reporting from Washington, D.C. I like the guy who said he's asleep all the time. <laughs> he's asleep all the time, and he always says the wrong thing. Well, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, the young lady there who spoke, who said he hasn't done anything wrong, doesn't do anything right. We probably need to uh, probably need to get a little uh, constitutional uh, class in her future about the things that it <laughs> hasn't done anything wrong. It's done about well about everything wrong. Yes. Uh, but you know the kids are not. You know the kids are learning about woke uh, this and woke that. And um, Corinne Jean Pierre today telling us that it's. Um, queer week or whatever the hell it was she said something in the what? press briefing room Jeez. like like any of us care it's like great who cares why are they always we care that you suck at your job that's what right. we care about why is it all about sex oh, constantly they just want to throw their junk in your face and say look at us nobody cares right that's the thing nobody gives nobody a damn. gives a crap about who you want to do right. right nobody cares we want um, you to be good at what you do right uh, lower the price of gas. Let us become energy independent. Get us out of these damn wars you keep screwing yeah. up. Um, stop spending our money places where it shouldn't be spent. And um, shut the hell up for the most for the most part. Stay out of our lives. You know she's got the. Uh, she says she's got the uh, the cast of uh, LQ. Well, I don't know what some two stupid shows that no one's ever seen there. Um, because it's queer week, and she's you know the first openly queer uh, working for the president. Oh, right. okay, great, Big, yeah, bravo. But who Big cares? Work. You suck at your job. That's what we care about. Yeah, we care that you get up there and you lie every day the whole time you're in there. We care that you have no answers for anything. Those are the things we care about. We care that we go to the grocery store and it's 150 dollars, and we look in the cart and there's nothing there. We care that our energy bill goes up 20 percent a month. Those are the things we care about. We don't care who you're going to dinner with on Friday night and what you're doing at home. We don't care, but we do care that you get in there and you lie consistently every single day. She makes these statements that are more unhinged every day. 
every day. Today's was uh, today's is like I was living in uh, on another planet. Like literally everything she accused the Republicans of doing, they're doing. Yeah. She's literally describing her administration or the administration she's a big part of and works in while accusing Republicans of this stuff. It's just unbelievable. And they do it all the time. And and unfortunately, like the like the young lady that you saw there, oh, he hasn't done anything wrong, but he hasn't done anything right. right. No, you just you just keep listening to them. Um, you keep you keep falling for it. You're you're still hoping that oh you know what may maybe everything will become perfect and ever and the climate will will all of a sudden all of a sudden be great and perfect and it'll be it'll remain static and perfect forever. Hooey, never happened, never will. Throw all the money, try and take out all the CO two you want. It's never going to happen. Earth's too big. The, the arrogance of man is stupidity, and you're you're on full display with it. Never going to happen. And never will. the The climate always changes, no matter who lives here. Remember all those times we weren't in it live like, like Carlin, t- and I keep seeing more and more of his stuff all the time come through on my Facebook reels. <laughs> it's like. It, 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 I'm convinced the last part of his career, he was not doing comedy. He was just telling the truth. And people were so caught off guard by it that they laughed because they didn't know. Right? Like you listen to him and he's like, it's a big club and you're not it. That's not a joke. That's serious. He's serious. Look at your life right now. (laughs) I mean, that's one of the more famous rants. That's the one I've always espoused when it comes to climate change is the Carlin position. That's my position. Um, but he has other ones on education. He has other yeah. ones on right after that one in that same special, he goes into the disease one. Have you ever heard that? Oh, yeah. they seem susceptible to, uh, maybe we can send them a disease and then right. a, a respiratory disease. And we can, he go. I mean, he literally <laughs> describes almost yeah. what we went through. And he talks about the pharmaceutical industry and how, you know, oh, well, you know, if uh, uh, you need, you need, uh, you need, uh, you know, you, you need oh, business. Vaccines. Uh, right. Maybe vaccines is right. what we'll give them. Yeah. It's crazy. And then I played, and today for, for Kate at home, I, because she had never seen the, the, uh, the Bill Gates thing, where, you know, he talks about if we do a real good job with vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive health, uh, we can lower the population. When I played that for her, she looked at me and was like, like stunned. I'm like, this is from 10 years ago. Yeah, this people, is what they think. People this are is... asking to play Carlin again. I had a lot of requests last night for that Carlin <laughs> Crazy Town when it was going to be up. Oh, it will be up probably this week. But uh, I don't know. Aaron, if we have time, maybe we'll play the Carlin Crazy Town uh, a little later in the show one more time for people to see. So here's the, um, here's the clip of her today. Now listen to the question. Let me make sure. I think I have the sound going to you, Fran. Yes, I do. Uh, listen to the question and then just listen to her response today in the press briefing room. Here it is. Thanks, Craig. So Americans are seeing, when we talk about the economy in yep. general, the Americans are seeing um, energy prices up 24%, including electricity, uh, since President Biden took office. Food prices are up 18% in the last two years. Manufacturing lost jobs for the last two months in a row. Uh, and inflation is outpacing wages for 26 months in a row. You know, how does the president then sell to the American people to keep going with these economic policies? Okay, so that, that is a base, that does a basic yeah. statement of fact from whoever this guy is, wherever he's from. You have taken a pay cut for 26 straight months under Joe Biden. That's a fact. Energy prices up 26%. That's a fact. Food prices, that's a fact. This is her response. 
So look, again, going to be careful about 2024, anything that's related. No, no, I'm going to answer your question. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to answer your question. Just want to be because you said moving forward. So just want to be very careful here. Look, the president always is very clear when he talks about the economy. He always says very one of clear. the things that he says very frequently is that when it comes to inflation, when it comes to a lowering cost, that is a priority for him. And he has shown to do that. And if you, you've talked about inflation, annual inflation has fallen over the last nine months. It is moderating. That is something that we have seen from the data that, that has come out. Uh, wages are higher than they were nine months ago. Incomes are up and consumer no, spending is strong. You're but just he lying. understands that American people are still feeling uh, yeah. You know, some yeah. some of what the of this inflation, right? Still feeling uh, some, some of the higher cost. Just a bit. But again, we're doing the work. Yeah. You know what it is? We it's have laid out the president's economic yeah. policy, and you've seen it. You've seen 12.6 million jobs have been created since the president took office. Why? Uh, we've gained all the jobs lost during the pandemic and created three million three million more. You always ask me that question, so there goes your answer. Right. And unemployment yeah. is nearly 50-year low, and Black unemployment is at a record low. So we see that in the data that comes out pretty That's regularly. That's thanks to the right Trump monthly. administration. Um, and uh, and the president's going to continue doing the work. Again, understanding, understanding that some of some Americans, many Americans are still feeling uh, some of the high costs, which is why the president has made this a priority. Yeah, does that sound like a, <laughs> does that sound like a description of your life? Does that sound like a description of what you're feeling? Like some costs, a little bit, this, right. that, yeah, sure. like, no, like, quite. okay, it's a little no. more expensive, but, uh, or does it sound, are, are you drowning trying to get to the top and there's ice there that you just can't get through to get get your breath and you feel like this is it i think that's probably a better description of what most of us are feeling yeah well, not well, that nonsense well they dump another block of ice on top of you and by the way just to get back to a little bit of what else i was thinking about in my opening of the show tonight the biden administration hasn't even like um dreamt of slowing down the spending as i told you i think last week or the week before in the first six months of this year the deficit is 1.1 trillion dollars for the first six months of the fiscal year so they're not even trying to pretend like they care about inflation or they pretend that they even care about the budget or the spending he still hasn't met with mccarthy and i'll continue to tell you why because it's on purpose, because he's going to try to do it through executive order. Because it's legislative, it's legislate via fiat now. He learned from Obama, and that's what he's going to continue to try to do. I don't know if Kevin McCarthy yet realizes this, or I'm not sure. Because I keep hearing people, and I see congressmen and women on Twitter, still hasn't met. This is unbelievable. He still hasn't met with them. It's unbelievable. No, it's not unbelievable. It's on purpose. It's going to continue to be on purpose. He's not going to meet with him. And then he's going to say, oh, I just, I got to save the country. I got to save the right. middlemen. I, I can't pay for more than one penny in taxes and we can't do this and that. So I've got to take care of it myself. So we'll be in the Rose Garden again. And I'm going to sign this executive order now because those Republicans, they want you dead. Uh -oh, those MAGA And broke in the mega megas. Yes. Mega MAGA. Billion, trillion, million, trillion. That's what we're going to hear. And especially from a president, he's already decided without talking to him, without seeing anything, the White House says, and this is from Just the News, the White House says Biden will veto House GOP debt limit bill if it passes. Of course he will. Well, there you go. That's all you need to know. He was never going to meet with him.
He was never going to negotiate because it's not a negotiation. He wants what he wants. The, the Democrats want. Well, it's not even Democrats. It's 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 the friggin' Marxists that are running everything. They want what they want, and they want it from you, and they don't want you to have a say. There's not a person in this country that can tell me to my face that they believe their financial situation, their financial standing is better off under Biden. It's just not possible. No way. Well. There's not, it's not possible that someone could think that. There's a few billionaires that are probably doing really well, like the pharmaceutical guys. I think they're doing really well. You know, most Americans may not know every policy. They may not live and breathe it like some of us do every day who do this. But they live it and they feel it when they go to the grocery store. They live it and they feel it when they look at their 401ks. They live it and they feel it when they look at their bank accounts. They live it and they feel it when they talk about, geez, I thought I could retire here in the next five, six years. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe I've got 20 more years of work. Maybe we have to sell the house a little quicker than we thought and start renting. People feel it in multiple, multiple ways. Maybe I can't afford my kid's college. Maybe I can't pay for my daughter's wedding now. Multiple things people feel at this economy. All right, live from Studio 6B. News coming up. Tuesday night, Real America's Voice. Glad you're a part of the show, as always. Slick Rick's going to do some more sports. Aaron and Fran holding it down. But let's get to some news, finally. We've been talking about Biden in this video. We haven't done any news yet. Let's do some news. News is brought to you by our friends at Early Treatment Meds. Early Treatment Meds, all one word. Dot com, our code LFS6B. will get you 50% off whatever you put in your cart. Rick Delgado, what's going on? Busy news right. night. Yes, things are breaking, too. This one just dropped from John Solomon at Just the News. says, just a week after then-CIA Director John Brennan warned President Barack Obama that Hillary Clinton's campaign was conjuring up a Russia scandal to harm Donald Trump, the agency's former acting chief became one of the first high-profile intelligence community figures to claim that the 2016 Republican nominee was a possible agent of Vladimir Putin. How convenient. In an August 5th, 2016 op-ed in the New York Times, Mike Morrell cited his CIA experience to make the Trump allegation, and he also endorsed Clinton for president. In the intelligence business, he wrote, we would say that Mr. Putin had recruited Mr. Trump as an unwitting agent of the Russian Federation, Morrell wrote. Uh, the Clinton campaign was synced with the revelation, immediately putting out an attack ad the same day, sounding similar themes that Trump was unfit to be president and following with a letter from, you guessed it, 50 experts claiming it. 
Even months later, Morrell's strike was still being peddled by Democrats like longtime Clinton-Obama strategist Jennifer Palmieri. She called it jaw-dropping to further a Russian collusion narrative that ultimately be, would, would be rejected by special counsel Robert Mueller and multiple congressional probes. Morrell's early effort to push Trump Russia agent theory is now getting a fresh scrutiny after revelations reported by Justin News last week that he, Morrell, had organized the open letter in October 2020, falsifying, uh, falsely portraying the Hunter Biden laptop as suspected Russian disinformation after receiving a call from longtime Joe Biden advisor and current Secretary of State, you guessed it, Anthony Blinken. The then director of national intelligence contemporarily denied the laptop was Russian disinformation, and the FBI has since authenticated the laptop. So. This story continues to unfold. I mean, this is literally the ultimate uh, Pelosi describing the yeah. wrap-up smear. I mean, this, this is, is absolutely the, it, it is. This is it on steroids, though. This is as devious uh, as you get. Create the story, throw it to the media, let them run with it, then point to it. Yep. Then market it by by having an ad ready to go the same day. It's kind of convenient. But that's, speaking, that's and speaking it, of that, further in the in the article that's breaking tonight on Just the News, around the time that Morell pushed the letter surfaced in fall of 2020, former FBI intelligence chief Kevin Brock, oh listen, wrote a powerful column in the Hill newspaper alleging the spies were trying to influence the election. Oh looky there, yeah. oh look at this guy, oh not good. Not Russian or Chinese or Iranian, but true blue American spies. He called the letter a clear effort by U.S. intel professionals to sway the election with their credentials, even though they, weren't, they didn't have the facts to back it up. Why was the letter written this time, Brock wrote to the Hill, to help Joe Biden politically and nothing more. The signers now probably wish they had waited a few additional days before releasing their letter since facts have emerged surrounding the laptop that make their professional suspicions look silly, end quote. Morrell has now admitted his effort to organize the letter was triggered by Blinken. The letter release was coordinated by the Biden campaign, and his intent was, as Brock suspected, I wanted him to win the election, referring to Joe Biden. This is what we're up against, folks. <laughs> they've, they've completely corrupted every level of government this is how this is how it works and again it takes you right back to nancy pelosi and the wrap-up smear you guessed it we we need a story we got a story all right who can we get to write about the story i oh, will get this guy we'll have him put it in the new york times great and then we'll point at it because we're the politicians say look they're talking about it we need this to be investigated and of course our investigative guys who actually help put it into the new york times well they're the ones that are going to be do the, doing the investigation so of course it all just wraps around very nicely and of course same day like i mentioned Clinton came out with her ad <laughs> immediately attacking Donald Trump as being unfit and being a, a Russian uh, agent. Amazing. Don't, and also, don't forget about Jake Sullivan, where he fits in all this as he strolls into the briefing room and we're supposed to take him seriously. Don't forget where he works into all this as well. He's knee-deep in it as well. Uh, John Solomon and Amanda Head had Devin Nunes who was the lead uh, get to the bottom of Russia, unravel this uh, twisted web. At least he tried while he was there. He had uh, Devin Nunes on today, 
and uh, here it is, a little piece of that. Oh, he was the first guy out of the box to really suggest that Donald Trump was an agent of Russia. And he did it less than a week after the CIA began warning people that the whole Russia collusion thing was a Hillary Clinton dirty trick. Your thoughts on this? Yeah, look, John, I think that's a really good find. If you remember back during the Russia hoax, Lee Smith had done a great job of going back and looking at all of the fake news people yeah. that had done it. So there was the, the Hillary Clinton campaign that had put it out, and then there were all the fake news people that went and wrote about it. I actually didn't know about Morell until just today. So I did not know Morell's involvement in the Russia hoax. So I think that's quite interesting. But look, this is much different. If you fast forward to 2020, this swayed the election. Remember back in 2016, right. they didn't sway the election. Everybody just ignored it, and Trump ended up winning. Everybody ignored the Russia hoax stuff. Now, we can argue that in the 2018 midterms and 2020, after they brainwashed, the fake news and the left brainwashed all of America, thinking that Donald Trump and Republicans had something to do with Russia, that's arguable, and that's a crime, and people should pay the price that they haven't paid the price for. But this one is much different. And I think the ties between Morell his history, going back, outreaching to the 50 people. And then, of course, Tony Blinken, the current Secretary of State's yeah. involvement in this is a massive scandal. And honestly, if it turns out that Blinken was responsible for this, I don't see how he survived. There you go. Very similar to Margot Cleveland's very fine article yesterday in The Federalist. So talking about how this blows the doors off um, of, of this, blows it wide open with his whistleblower and everything else. So, uh, all right, what else is going on in the news, right? All right, speaking of whistleblowers, a whistleblower is going to tell the House that U.S. government, our U.S. government, the ones that take our money, uh, they're the middleman in a multi-billion dollar migrant child trafficking op. <laughs> Sounds great, doesn't it? It's going to be happening tomorrow with lawmakers on the Hill uh, as the whistleblower is going to warn the lawmakers that the U.S. has become that middleman. Um, the hearing called the Biden Border Crisis Exploitation of Unaccompanied Alien Children will be held by the House Judiciary Subcommittee on Immigration. According to the Customs and Border Protection statistics, the number of UAC's unaccompanied children who came across the border shot up from 33,000 in, in full year 2020 to over 146,000 so far in 2021, 152,000 in 2022, and so far this year, in only four months, 70,000 of uh, 70,000 unaccompanied children. When child migrants are encountered at the border, they're transferred to the custody of HHS and then united with a sponsor who just magically happens to be a family member here in the U.S. Right. Uh, but the Biden administration has been rocked by numbers of reports that officials have been unable to make contact with other, over 85,000 of these migrant children, a number uh, a number has been forced into a number of them have been forced into indentured servitude to pay back smugglers and work in dire conditions. The Wednesday hearing will hear from three witnesses and um, what do you call it? It says here uh, they're going to be the witnesses are going to be Sheena Rodriguez, founder of the American Alliance of Safe Texas, uh, Jessica Vaughn, director of policy studies at the Center of Immigration Studies, and Tara Lee Rodas, a whistleblower and former employee of HHS. So we got that to look for. All right, live from Studio 6B, more news, more sports. President Trump's video from this morning when we get back, hour two coming up. Glad you're a part of the show. We're back right after this.
two, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Lots to get to here in hour two. President Trump coming up here in a second. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Delgado will do some more news. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. Glad you're a part of the show. All of our friends in the Getter chat, make sure you like, make sure you share the show. Make sure you follow us on all our social media. At LFS6B, pretty much everywhere other than Instagram where it's LFS6B show. Uh, at LFS6B everywhere else, though, YouTube, Facebook, Getter, Truth, Twitter. And as I said in the opening of the show, people are now starting to stream on Twitter, and they say it's gone pretty good. Saw some of our friends over at the Daily Wire doing it. Our friend Michael Knowles is doing it. Matt Walsh is doing it. And then uh, you see Bongino's numbers over at uh, Rumble? Yeah, they're huge. They're huge. I think they're figuring it out. He's got huge numbers over there, and um, what's his name also has huge numbers, although he seems like he's kind of off the wall. Crowder. Did you see his announcement today about his personal life? Man. No. I don't know. Crowder? So bring what, all, they what just, happened? These guys just bring everything to air. I don't like us. You don't like that, dude. We don't bring anything to air. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, everything comes to air. It's just kind of, I don't know. That's that's how yes, it's that's done, they, man. That's what they want to do. They connect. That's how you connect with your audience. And Rick knows. You connect. You make that personal connection so they yeah. feel like, hey, your life is just as screwed up as mine. Awesome. We can be friends. Right. <laughs> now, um, so Bongino says on the Tucker, by the way, a couple of things on Tucker. Are you surprised we have not heard from Tucker? I'm no, not. I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not either. Not that's good because a lot of people are. Of course. A lot of people are saying, oh, we haven't heard from him, means the details aren't worked out yet. Like, somehow he's going to end up going back. Or He's not going no, back. Not going. He has Done. a non-compete, though, right? What's the terms of that non-compete? Uh, I don't know. Ah. You don't talk about it. You might end up in court. I don't That's know. Right. That could hold him back from getting on air, though, if he's got a non-compete. I need well, to depends. Sign, I need I've to sign one of those with you, Slick Rick, about speaking of non-disclosures. <laughs> I've had so non-competes <laughs> or non-disclosures for <laughs> Sign one with Harry. <laughs> yeah, where, yeah where we, got, we, we got one that said we won't compete. <laughs> where is Harry on the highway? He's on his way uh, to New Hampshire for the Trump... Uh, I think he's making deals with guns and drugs. I don't know. <laughs> he's not making he, he's, deals. He's ordering crab legs with David Zero. <laughs> <laughs> David Zier and Harry on the highway. Can oh. you see those two traveling together? Oh, oh my God. God. That's beautiful. Talk, talk about a disaster oh. buddy oh movie. Oh, my oh. God. The those two, two of them. Walking into a restaurant. Oh, that's got to be priceless. I think I'd rather drive with Joe Biden behind the wheel than the two, <laughs> either one of them. Harry they, or David Zier. They have no attention span. <laughs> Was that a red light? No. <laughs> They'll end up in the Long Island Sound. Oh, man. Yes. Harry and David Zier together oh. alone in the car traveling to New oh. Hampshire for the Trump rally. That's a movie. And somehow they'll end up in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think. <laughs> no, they'll get there. It's just a matter of whether they'll get there in one piece. That's the thing. So <laughs> we have to go to one of these rallies. Oh, yeah. What rally? One of the Trump rallies. I've been I've to been. a couple. Well, yeah, I know you've been to one of the bigger ones. You, I, I only went to the small one he did on Long Island back in 2015. Oh, I haven't been even, to a big one. That wasn't even a rally. That was just kind of hanging out. Is that the one where Ed was playing the tricks on you and stuff? That one? You went to where? With Ed, right? I went to one in Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. We got to go to the one of these, Slick Rick. Yeah. Me and you. I'd They're love a good it. time. They're a good time. We'll bring merch. People are awesome. <laughs> okay. We're we'll going to think hats. about that. All right. All right. Um, let's get, speaking of President Trump, let's get to, um, he put out a video today. In response to Joe Biden's 6 a.m. 
drop of his video telling us he's um, con- going to try to continue four more years of ruining the uh, country. President Trump had some thoughts on that, and uh, here it is. Roll that, Aaron. You could take the five worst presidents in American history (laughs) and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our nation in just a few short years. Not even close. Facts. Facts is right. Thanks to Joe Biden's socialist spending calamity, American families are being decimated by the worst inflation in half a century. Banks are failing. Our currency is crashing. And the dollar will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat in over 200 years. Real wages have been falling 24 months in a row. In other words, under Biden, workers have gotten a pay cut each and every month for two straight years. We have surrendered our energy independence, just like we surrendered in Afghanistan, which we had just a short time ago. And the price of gasoline just hit a five-month high, and it's going much higher than that. Under my leadership, we had the most secure border in U.S. history by far. Never had a border like this. Under Biden, the southern border has been abolished, and millions of illegal aliens have been released into our communities. What's happening now is beyond belief. They're coming in from mental institutions, And prisons are all being emptied. They're being dumped into the United States of America. Many of these people are very dangerous. They're being dumped. We're like a dumping ground. Our cities have been overrun with homelessness, drug addicts, and violent criminals who are being released from jail en masse with no retribution whatsoever, while law enforcement is weaponized against law-abiding conservatives or Republicans or people they just don't like. Our children are being indoctrinated and mutilated by left-wing freaks and zealots. The senior ranks of our military have gone completely woke, and our military is suffering greatly. Biden has totally humiliated our nation on the world stage, starting with the Afghanistan disaster. Perhaps the most embarrassing event in the history of our country. It meant so much to our enemies when they watched that horrible retreat. Russia is teaming up with China. Iran is days away from a nuclear bomb, not even thinkable. Ukraine has been devastated by an invasion that would never, ever have happened if I was president. And Joe Biden has led us to the very brink of World War III. They say Trump was right about everything. Well, I'm not predicting World War III, but I will say this. We're very close, and they're only talking about nuclear weapons. On top of it all, Biden is the most corrupt president in American history, and that's not even close. Nobody can believe what's going on, with, again, no retribution whatsoever. With such a calamitous and failed presidency, it is almost inconceivable that Biden would even think of running for re-election. You know what happened in the last election? They cheated, and they rigged the election. But I promise you this, when I stand on that debate stage and compare our records, it will be radical Democrats' worst nightmare, because there's never been a record as bad as they have. And our country has never been through so much. There has never been a greater contrast between two successive administrations in all of American history. 
ours being greatness and theirs being failure. With your support in the election, we will defeat Joe Biden in 2024. We will rescue our economy. We will crush inflation. We will stop the invasion on our southern border. We will restore our nation's dignity, and we will prevent World War III from happening. Together, we will all make America great again. Thank you. There you go. <clears throat> and I'm very ha I didn't, hadn't watched all of that. I saw some bits and pieces of it. I'm happy to hear the president talk about when he gets on the debate stage, because the yeah. idea that's floating around today that we should not have debates on the Republican side is lunacy. I, I think crazy. Yeah. I think crazy. Now, I also agree, by the way, two things can be true at once. I think the president has is right to come out and say, no, 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 we're, we're, we're not going to. We're not going to put, um, we're not going to get sandbagged here in these debates on right. question one out of the box. And I think more that's what he meant today. And people took it to go, oh, look, he doesn't want to debate. That's nonsense. If there's one guy ever in the history of the world that's up for any debate, <laughs> it's, it's oh, that guy. Absolutely. Yeah. No get kidding. out of here. No he doesn't want to debate. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you know what? It, the 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 audacity of them to think, well, we're going to schedule it and you'll be there. <laughs> you obviously you haven't been paying attention. Um, he's the guy in charge of the party. He's going to determine. If, he, if he's not there, nobody's going. Nope. Nobody's watching. So nope. I'm glad that he decided he's going to throw his weight around, and he should. You know what? You're the leader of the party. You get the call. It, it's your it's your game now. You make the rules. The rules are you'll determine where, you know, what, what platforms or, or what, uh, what uh, stations these will be on, and that'll be that. You'll determine, you know, you'll have a big say in who's going to be asking these questions. Because, like you said, sandbag. We don't want to see anybody from CNN. I'm sorry. They, they, don't, they don't count. Nobody watches them. MSNBC, they don't even register. We need people like, like a Tucker Carlson who might, you know, he might make a good person to ask some questions. He's got some fairly good knowledge of, of conservative policies and such like that. Um, you know, stuff like that. Get those people involved. That's what people would turn in to watch, and that would make a better and more inclusive, oh, look at me using that word, uh, debate for everybody on the conservative side. I mean, as the, as the DNC is already rigging it for Biden, as far as they're not, they already came out and said, uh, sorry, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., now, we're not going to allow, allow you to debate. So there's no, no freedom of expression. There's nothing. You, there's no debate of ideas. There's no, nothing on that side. If we're going to take the same position as that, I mean, I, I, I can't believe that's the position that conservatives want to take. When you look at who, when you look at the ideas and the people that are supposedly going to be in this race how would we would not want a fisticuffs all out drag out debate of all the ideas is beyond my ability to understand trump shines in that scenario more than anybody else that you could put on that stage with him in 2016 those were the moments as he gave everybody a name Mm -hmm. those were the moments that people remembered and that's that's how he won the like, idea that we're going to have no debates too on our side that i see floating around today 
The reason why is because they don't like the debates now because the debates expose people. The debates expose the rhinos, the, the swamp class. They don't want to be exposed. They want to be, they, they want to be just, hey, I'm beyond reproach. You just, uh, you just believe what I tell you. And according to this from Just the News, Liz Harrington, Trump's spokeswoman, predicts Biden won't even be the Democratic nominee in 2024. And I don't think I don't think that's an outrageous claim whatsoever. How I mean, how could that not be on the table? She said she said, I just don't uh, you know, I just don't really see it. I really don't. President Biden announced, of course, he's going to run again. He he said in the launch of his video, um, she said the American people want President Trump to run. Just look at the rallies. Look at this polling. Look at the GOP primary. Look at his popular support. It's unbelievable. It's the highest it's ever been. She also said that the support for President Biden is just not there. Joe Biden can't even get Democrats. They say they want him to run again. It's just not feasible. How are they going to sell this next election? She should have asked how they're going to steal this next election. Right. Our live from Studio 6 Speed News and Sports, and we'll get into the chat. Some of your thoughts and questions as well on a Tuesday night. wrong with me if uh, all home purifiers are the same <laughs> why did the u.s department of defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our navy ships well because EnviroCleanse advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary hepa filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu vaccines flu vaccines damon no flu viruses including covid EnviroCleanse is the new science and air purification and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flu from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy inflaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and a better night's sleep. Visit ekpure.com, ekpure.com and use code AMERICA for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home air purification unit. You'll also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code America, ekpure, all one word, ekpure.com, code America for 10% off. And you get a couple other bonuses as well. And I'm waiting on my... Um, my EK Pure Enviro Cleanse here. And speaking to Aaron before the show, it sounds like I need to get her one as well because she said her allergies are killing her. Well, it is allergy season. So well, thank you, that. Captain Obvious, for pointing <laughs> that out. I'm just <laughs> making a point that I'd like to maybe help Aaron out. And you're telling me that it's, uh, it's allergy, allergy season. season. Right. Well, in theory, it I'm is. pointing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you didn't know. In theory about this? Or... <laughs> no, I knew. So, well, Aaron, Rick doesn't want you to have one, so I, I guess you're just going to have to suffer. So, 
Uh, I didn't go, say that. Delgado. So, um, what are we doing? We're doing sports. Oh, sports brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. And if you do use our code, send us your receipt. Pick something out. You can get this Corn Pop is a Bad Dude shirt. I've been sending a lot of those out. But we've been sending out a lot of Slick Rick sports shirts. Slick Rick. Really? That with the rodeo one? Yeah, with That's the horse, the old country. Come on. That's a beauty. That's true. I like uh, that Slick shirt. Slick Rick sports shirts. We'll send it to you for free So for supporting Mike Lindell. So uh, what's going on, Slick Rick? Well, that's a perfect segue. We're going out to the Clovis Rodeo, Big D. Speaking of horses, we're going to horse around a little bit with the rodeo. Clovis, California. Clovis Rodeo Arena. And we got just underway uh, tonight. Steer Wrestling. Cash Rob. First round. 4.8 seconds. I love that name. Cash Rob. Team Roping. Colton Schmidt and Cutterpake Thomason, six seconds flat. It's a three-word name there. Tied down and open, Shane Hanchy, eight and a half seconds. And total payout on this rodeo, 45580 So, Big D, what was the issue? I'm not doing bougie enough rodeos? My, my dollar amounts, my payouts are too, too light? Was that the email the other night? I oh, mean, man, man, God, man. some people always have to find something to complain Good about. Like Rick, and it was that your rodeos don't have big enough payouts. That was one of them, so yes. It's not, you know, listen, man, it's not the size of the horse in the fight. The size of the fight in the horse, baby. Okay, don't matter. Go. Come on. There you yeah, go. Anyway, yeah, what yeah. about the money? Well, you know, money's important, but, uh, you know, listen, we're used to not making any money. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's get to some scores now. NBA action playoffs. Well, it looks like it might be all over for the Hawks, Big D. Celtics 102-89, nine minutes to go in the fourth. This is an elimination game for Atlanta, and the Celtics may move on to take on my Philadelphia 76ers, which is no <laughs> oh. surprise. Oh, we'll get into that. We're going to talk about Joel Embiid when we close the show tonight, and we'll talk about previewing that series. Timberwolves right now. 20 to 12 over the Nuggets. 348 to go there. That's a game five series eliminated too. Uh, the Nuggets and uh, the Joker are looking to close it out. Timberwolves want to say otherwise, but it's in Denver. It's going to be a tough one. And the Clippers and the Suns, another team, the Suns, looking to move on because we're going to get to the second round. They're up 3-1. That game tips off at 10. Speaking of moving on, well, the Islanders aren't ready to move on just yet. 15-57 to go in the third. Down in Carolina, Islanders with a 3-1. The Dreaded two-goal lead right now, and that's an elimination game, too. Our New York Islanders will be eliminated if they do not beat the Hurricanes tonight and force a game six, and that would be on Wednesday night, I believe. Wild and Stars, Stars blank in the wild, three-zip down in Dallas, 12 minutes to go there. That series is tied at two. Somebody's looking to go up on that one. Kings and Oilers, that's a 9.30 tip. That happens to be probably the best series of all. Tied at two. Man, that's a great, great... Uh, an absolute great round there. Not sure who's going to win that. Oilers are unbelievable with the great Connor McDavid, one of the best players in the NHL. He's a modern-day Gretzky, if you will. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Dodgers came back over the Pirates, 8-7, bottom nine. Astros, five zip over the Rays. That's a bottom of the night. Looks like the Rays might be losing that one. Blue Jays, seven, nothing. Sound like the Blues. Blue Jays up middle of the eighth. Uh, oh, the Nationals are whooping up on the Mets in City Field, five, nothing. Sounds like the Mets are having a city evening. Uh, Braves, five to one over the Marlins, top of the eighth. Tigers, four to two over the Brewers, top of the sixth. The Twins beating up on the Yankees, Rick, six to 
two, end of the six, but the Yankees got a couple of innings yet. Cubs 2 nothing over the Braves. Rockies 5-1 over the Guardians. That's a final earlier today. Red Sox 8-6 over the Orioles. Mariners 5-3 over the Phillies, and I'm going to fall off my chair. The Reds came back to beat the Rangers 7-6. <laughs> That'd be the Reds' ninth win of the season. Talk about miracles. They happen every day. Uh, and, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers, I'll tell you, you can talk about a class sack, to wear number eight for Jets, not name this number 12. This is Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart. Aaron Rodgers will wear green next year when he suits up for the Jets, but his iconic number 12 will not be coming with him. The number 12, jer- uh, the number 12 a jersey worn by Brady, Greasy, Rodgers, Kelly, don't forget the great Rodgers Starback, good God, and several other famous QBs was also, of course, worn by Jets legend Joe Namath. Upon hearing that Rodgers was going to gang green, Namath nobly made his retirement number 12 available to Rodgers. I'm a big Rodgers fan, and I noticed that he wears number 12, of course. Namath told WF FAN in January. Man, if we get him, is he still going to wear number 12? Because that number was retired years ago. After Namath found out the team would give him the power to make the call over whether Rodgers could wear the number 12, he was all for it. Well, it's on ownership, he said. It's different ownership, different people, and I'd sure love Rodgers if he's here. Yeah, I want him to wear his number. We established ourselves, and we got a real respect for our numbers, and Aaron Rodgers, God almighty, yeah. So Joe was on board, but no, Rodgers says absolutely not, and uh, after all, he declined to wear the number. It makes sense. Rodgers wore number eight when he was at California. It's also classy for Rodgers to turn down the offer. Namath made that number famous in New York, and Rodgers doesn't need more pressure to win than he already has in New York. It's going to be interesting. And he made a nice Instagram post tonight. Those of you who are Packer fans, Aaron Rodgers fans, he did say his heart will always be in Green Bay. But, oh, by the way, I'm heading that way, and that'd be east. <laughs> he's leaving leaving Rodgers, and he's on the move, just like Brett Favre. That's a rap in sports. <laughs> yeah, listen, the Jets are the most relevant team in football right now oh, because of this sure. move. There's no doubt about it. They'll have the most eyes, the most attention, yep. and it'll and they'll be the biggest failure if this doesn't work out, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. Whether it's deserved or not, they're going to expect a championship or bust. Yeah. You know, with all the pieces they have now adding him. so And tomorrow night's the NFL Draft from Kansas City. We're going to have coverage of that as well. And the Jets have the Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year on the team this year. So, yeah, they are a good team, the Jets. Sorry, Big D. All right, very good, Slick. We're going to have coverage of the draft tomorrow night? Absolutely. I'm going to be cracking out picks. What are you talking about? That's called show prep. Well, we care about pick one, right? I mean, other than that, though, does anybody care? Yeah, we got got fans all over in the chat. Okay, all right, very good. I'm talking about all right, speaking of the chat, I've got a couple things here to get to. Uh, Zurak on Zurak3 on uh, Twitter says, 8 o'clock, time for LFS6B on RAV. If you need a Tucker replacement, I highly recommend. I've been watching them since 2020. Never looked back. Thank nice. you very much. Uh, Scott says about the uh, liar in the press briefing room, how does anyone boldface lie like she does? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, let's see what else we have. I saw another good one here. Um, no, I don't remember. All right, we'll get to more of your comments and emails here as we continue on. We'll do some news with Delgado. And maybe if we have time, we'll revisit Crazy Town Save the Planet Edition.
live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. It's time to do some news. News is brought to you by our friends at EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. We're trying to effort John Solomon to join us about his breaking article tonight. So he may join us in this segment if we can get him. But in the meantime, let's do some news with Rick uh, Delgado. What's going on, pal? All right. Well, this story I wanted to make sure I included tonight, especially for you, because uh, uh, between all of us, I think you're the uh, the resident economist here. Uh, last month, Jim Cramer said, and I quote, First Republic Bank is a very good bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, FRC stock. That should have been your short signal right there. <laughs> has since fallen 89% over the concerns that the bank is at risk of collapsing. Yeah. Um, this story coming out of the New York Post and many other places, their stock, First Republic Bank has stocks, has, has plunged as much as 49% after customers yank $100 billion in deposits. This was reported earlier today after the lender reported that deposits shrank by $100 billion in the first quarter alone. Analysts at Wells, uh, Wells Fargo said First Republic's reported deposit outflows were much worse than Wall Street estimates and at a level that could prove very hard to come back from. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. The San Francisco, another, another bank in San Francisco. Based regional lenders saw depositors pull their funds in mass during the first three months of the year, which saw two other banks, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, implode within days of each other. Uh, other bank stocks were also down earlier today. J.P. Morgan Chase slipped 2.2 as well, and the collapse of SVP and Signature fueled fears that other smaller lenders would be the next dominoes to fall, prompting larger banks, such as J.P. Morgan uh, Chase, to pull together $30 billion to secure rescue packages to prop up a bank like First Republic. Wall Street analysts continue to see gray skies ahead for the bank, and First Republic reported first quarter results on Monday that showed it had $173 billion in deposits before Silicon Valley Bank failed. That had dropped uh, to $102 billion by April the 21st, and if you add in the $30 billion, uh, but you'd have to add in the $30 billion that J.P. Morgan uh, Chase deposited into First Republic to get the 102. We continue to take steps to further strengthen our business, they say, but things do not look good for First Republic Bank. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've tried to figure out why Kramer's still on CNBC. He's a gregarious guy, but he is about the best counter trade that there's. Maybe that's why. Maybe they're all counter trading him there at CNBC. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's like the Jill Biden of economics. Yeah, please welcome now to live from Studio 6B, the editor-in-chief of Just the News, and of course the host of Just the News No Noise here at here, 6 p.m. each and every night on Real America's Voice, the great John Solomon. Mr. Solomon, how are you? I'm well, guys. Good to be with you. Love your show. Well, it's always great to have you. So <clears throat> we um, we actually covered your article a little earlier this hour in news. Rick Delgado kind of took us through it, and I actually pulled up. I just want people to see it. Aaron, if you could put my screen up. This this op-ed 2016 by one Michael J. Morrell. I ran the CIA. Now I'm endorsing Hillary Clinton. This was an op-ed by Morrell. So tell us about your piece tonight um, that you dropped on Just the News. Well, let's remind everybody what we revealed last week on your show. Uh, uh, Heading into the fall of 2020, Anthony Blinken, now Secretary of State, advisor to Joe Biden, reaches out to Mike Morrell, spurs Mike Morrell to write a, a, a letter with 51 intelligence agents falsely claiming 
that uh, the uh, Hunter Biden laptop was a Russian disinformation. And of course, that cancels and negates uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. The American people are deprived of having that debate because behind that letter becomes all of the censorship from uh, social media and all the uh, Joe Biden blunting it in the debates by saying it's not true, 51 experts said it. So Mike Morrell is in the middle of that political dirty trick. Now let's wind back four more years and almost in the exact same fashion, different Democrat candidate, right? Hillary Clinton's running. Who's Hillary Clinton's uh, national security advisor at the campaign? President Biden's current national security advisor, Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan on July 24th, or honor about the campaign with, with Jake Sullivan's involvement and others, they make an allegation that Donald Trump's behind the hacking of the DNC servers. Four days later, Burrell's old boss, the current CIA director, John Brennan, goes into the Oval Office and briefs Barack Obama and says, hey, Mr. President, you should know, we have some Russian intelligence, that Hillary Clinton approved this operation to kind of hang a shingle, a false Russian shingle on Donald Trump's campaign house, uh, and you, we should all be aware of it. The, the CIA becomes so involved of what Hillary Clinton's uh, concerned about what Hillary Clinton's doing, they eventually tell the FBI who's investigating Donald Trump, hey, be cautious here, <laughs> Hillary Clinton's running this. We, of course, know what he meant. Uh, what he meant back then, we knew that the Steele dossier was being pushed by the Clinton campaign. We learned that later. Right in the middle, uh, right after that event. So uh, Clinton campaign comes out, makes a early allegation. Then the president gets warned, hey, this is probably a false flag. And then a week later, Mike Morrell goes, uh, and writes this op-ed. And the op-ed endorsing Hillary Clinton was the news at the time, but I encourage everybody to read a few paragraphs down because he makes an audacious claim that Vladimir Putin actually recruited uh, Mike, uh, uh, Donald Trump to be an unwitting agent of the Federation of Russia. That is a really major thing. That letter gets blown up into uh, stories that day. And then the very next day, Hillary Clinton is riding that surf. What is she doing? She's putting out an ad saying that uh, Donald Trump's unfit to be in charge of the military and security apparatus. A few days later, 50 people write a letter. Does that sound familiar? Because that's what happened in 2020. 50 people write a letter saying Donald Trump shouldn't be president because of all these things with uh, national security, Russia, all that. It's the exact same campaign apparatus. When people say, hey, has the intelligence community become weaponized? Has it become partisan? This is a perfect example. And let's just go back for one more second to 2012, the last, the prior uh, election. In the middle of that election, we had the terrible Benghazi tragedy where four Americans were killed, including the ambassador. In that, uh, in that immediate aftermath, Mike Morrell had later admitted he's the guy that edited Susan Rice's talking points to take out the fact that they knew it was a terrorist attack, which allowed her to go on national television suggesting falsely that it was uh, an attack spurred by concern of over an anti-Muslim video, something that turned out not to be true, but it was the Obama administration's preferred talking point at that point. Three different elections, though. Mike Morrell said, I didn't do it for politics, but he did do it, and it had a political impact. 2016, he clearly does it for politics because he's endorsing Clinton. 2020, he's clearly trying to help Joe Biden win, according to this thing. One intelligence guy, three episodes. A lot of people see similarities in all three. Yeah. Uh, it's really, I mean, just an unbelievable unraveling here that you guys continue to do. Uh, two things. I heard, um, were you surprised today that when you talked to Devin Nunes that he had not heard about Mike Morrell, he said to you? Yeah, listen, I don't think a lot of people remember this op-ed. It just wasn't part of the Russia narrative, but a lot of people tipped me off to it as I was looking back. You know, right after the Morrell 
2020 stuff, people said, don't forget Benghazi, don't forget Hillary Clinton. Like, what about Hillary Clinton? Oh, look what I found. And and that's how we kind of stumbled onto this. And really, listen, I don't want to pick on Mike Morrell. He's a 30 year, he, he served his country for 33 years in the intelligence community. But when people ask, how does 2020 happen? Well, there's a playbook in 2016 that looks just like it. And these intelligence operatives are now beginning to insert themselves into uh, presidential politics. Three examples in three years, whether witting, unwitting, intentional, unintentional, there is a real concern. And that's why Devin Nunes said, hey, this is a problem intelligence community-wide. We gotta get to the bottom of it. I mean, how does Anthony Blinken, I mean, I think, you know, for the audience who watches this show, who's working all day and trying to survive Biden inflation and everything else we've been talking about all night tonight, their yeah. question is going to be, we continue to go to Just the News. We read all this. We see this. It makes sense to us. But how do these people pay the price? How does Anthony Blinken survive? What is the road now with Comer or Jordan? What is the road to see somebody lose their job here, John? What has to happen? The great question. Some of the members that have come on uh, Real America's Voice talking to Amanda and I have said, listen, maybe we defund them. Maybe we say that no contracts from the United States government may go to any one of the 51. Maybe we sign, maybe we put in budget legislation, maybe the next budget deal, that these 51 can never again be hired or paid a federal salary again. Maybe they're stripped of their uh, security clearances, de facto or post facto. Uh, listen, there has to be some more questions of Anthony Blinken. Will anyone in Congress uh, get answers. Now, Jim Jordan and Mike Turner, Chairman, House Intelligence, House Judiciary, sent a letter. Will Blinken answer? I'm sure Blinken's going to give the answer, which is, well, I didn't encourage him to do it. He came up with the idea after talking to him. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. After you talked to him, you forwarded him an email with the one talking point you wanted and which showed up in the letter, which is a USA Today fact check, which turned out not to be factually true, that the FBI thought this a laptop was a Russian disinformation operation. Hmm. So, Anthony Blinken, if you didn't think you had any impact, why'd you send the email, which puts the Russian disinformation in Mike Morrell's hands to insert in the letter? I think Blinken's going to have a hard time explaining this, and my guess is he'll tell the committee he's too busy in a turbulent world to answer their questions. All right, I want to ask you another thing while I have you, too, because I talked yesterday. I'm obviously the Tucker News, and there's a lot of news out there yesterday. For me, the biggest story yeah. yesterday was Susan Rice leaving. Yeah. Um and the idea that right. she's just leaving because her time is up, I just don't buy at all. As someone who is um, flat out addicted to kind of that inner circle power, I can't imagine yeah. that there was any kind of what the significant forces were that drove her off. What do you make of her departure? Is there something more devious here that the Republicans need to be on the lookout here? Or is Obama pulling her out because uh, they're not going to let Joe run, even though he thinks they're going to? What, what do you think is going on with her departure? Well, like I mentioned, Morell's uh, 2012 thing clearly is directly tied to uh, Susan Rice, but I don't think that's the reason why, though clearly people should you know, look at all three of those episodes. Listen, I think in the last six to eight months there have been mass departures from uh, the Biden uh, ship. Uh, Ron Klain left as chief of staff. Uh, most of the communications team that have been with President Biden for years have left. Um, the man's at 38% approval rating. Uh, only 24% of Americans, two years into his presidency, it's not like he's at the end of his term, two years into his presidency, they don't want him to run again. He has these uh, terrible lapses. He had misidentified a woman as a man the other day. He says things that no one people can understand. He jumbles facts. He falls off his bike. Uh, I think those who are serious about 
getting involved, maybe don't see a strong pathway to continue supporting this president. I think they, it's very possible some of them could jump to other campaigns if there is a serious rival. Bobby Kennedy's a fun rival to uh, there, but right now he's not really tracking big in the polls. But what if a Gavin Newsom got him in? What if the Colorado governor got in? Uh, you know, they could potentially pose a youth challenge, a, a credible youth challenge backed by the base of the party. And people like Susan Rice and Ron Klain, well, they're out there now. They Maybe they can join another campaign, achieve the same goals. It's a dynamic I think we should watch. I don't know of anything. I don't know of any reason to think Jared Polis is in, or I have some reason to believe that a California Governor Newsom's in because he's been taking trips to the border and, and doing other things and, and a tweet, uh, putting engaging conservatives on truth. So he's acting a little bit like a presidential candidate. But those are two guys that when I talked to the base of the party said they could pose a credible challenge to uh, Joe Biden. And I'll throw another one in there, Joe Manchin. Uh, Joe Manchin sounded like an anti-Trump candidate more and more every day with his interview on uh, Sean Hannity last night. Uh, those people could pose some pretty credible challenges and those who have left the Biden administration could hook on there if they want it. I mean, the DNC's throwing around today that there's no debates, that's out, there's going to be no nothing, it's all closed down, Biden's yeah. the guy, it sounds to me. And I see yeah. the Republicans today taking President Trump's uh, truth to make it sound like he doesn't want to debate. I, I don't think that's the way he meant it. Um, do you think the Republicans should not have debates in the primary? Oh, gosh, no. Listen, Donald Trump loves to debate. So don't you remember 2016? I mean, yeah. he, he just went down the road and shot them all dead with, you know, rhetorical <laughs> lines. Uh, I, I don't believe he's, he's suggesting. I think the point he's making is that some of these debates have proven not to be um, – uh, uh, with media that, who are trustworthy. They inserted false things. They allowed bad things to come. The media and the debates cut off Donald Trump when he tried to bring up the Hunter Biden laptop using Mike Morrell's letter, which we now know isn't really true. Yeah. So when you take all of those things together, I think you, you have a, a, a wariness. But all Donald Trump said is, hey, if you're talking about debates, you might want to consult the candidates, including the guy leading in the polls. Yeah. I think that's all he was trying to say. All right. Well, we love uh, we love when you come on. Uh, just the news. Obviously, John Solomon, you're going to go there first thing every day. They keep breaking these stories down. John, thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you. All right. Tuesday night, live from Studio 6B. More to do. News and sports. We'll wrap it up for a Tuesday when we get back right after this. I like it. Fran picking up great music live from Studio 6B. Aaron and Fran holding it down on a Tuesday night. Slick Rick's doing sports. Delgado's doing news. All right, a lot of you have asked uh, to see again and also for us to put out on social media so you can share it, and I will absolutely do that, if not tonight during the week. This week it will be out there for sure on our Facebook, on our YouTube. You can share it up. Um, Crazy Town, Save the Planet edition with Joe Biden and a little extra special throw-in from the legend himself, George Carlin. Roll it. It's a beautiful day, as that old 
Rogers used to go, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And this beautiful, excuse me, <laughs> Rogers. I'm putting on my sunglasses. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> really very, very dull when after all these years in public life, you're known for two things. Oh. Ray-Ban sunglasses and chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> very dull Don't president. Jump. But yeah. uh, the chair of the White House Council on Environmental Quality, Brenda Oh, where, where's Mallory? There she is, Brandon. Right, where's Look, Brandon? Stand up, and I want the, the a war hero is not oh. going to be able to stand up because she's Oh, he did it again. That is but the everybody worst. else, please stand up. That is the worst thing you can ever do. I grew up, and maybe there's one Delaware in here who knows what a claim on Delaware. I grew up in... Oh, all right. On those days early on, when uh, there'd be the first frost, you'd turn on the windshield wipers, not a joke, and there'd be an oil slick on the window. Literally an oil slick on the front windshield. And there's real, real effects. Not hyperbole. So I think it's one of the reasons why I had childhood pill. asthma. So many people in that area, we had one of the highest cancer rates in the nation in that part of Delaware. So when I was elected president with Kamala and her partnership, we vowed to take action on the most ambitious climate and environmental justice agenda in American history. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. Yesterday, I convened the major economic forum on, on Zoom for plugging the so-called orphan wells, which emit methane, which is significantly more dangerous and toxic than, than anything else that comes out of the ground. What? Self-righteous environmentalists. I'm tired of these white, liberal, bourgeois, liberal, white people who think the only thing wrong with this planet is there aren't enough bicycle paths. Because we know historically redlined communities are literally hotter because there's more pavement, fewer trees, so we're planting millions of new trees to cool down our city streets trying to make the world safe and clean for their Volvos. And I'm really sick, really sick of these rock stars and movie stars going to work off their cocaine guilt by saving a forest somewhere. More acres burned to the ground that I've witnessed from a helicopter in the last 19 months than, than, than are in the entire state of Maryland. As if the entire state of Maryland. The planet has been here for four and a half billion years, all right? Four and a half billion. We've been here, what, 100,000? Maybe. 200,000? Maybe. And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? That somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a floating around the sun? Planet has been through a lot worse than us for a long time. I've seen too many communities turn to rubble by storms that are growing more frequent and ferocious. And uh, it's a, an existential threat. Earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, bombardments for hundreds of thousands of years by comets and asteroids and meteors, sandstorms, erosion of all kinds, cosmic radiation, worldwide fires, worldwide floods, recurring ice ages. They'd rather threaten the default on the U.S. economy and get rid or get rid of some 30 billion dollars in taxpayer subsidies to, rather than get rid of 30 billion dollars taxpayer yeah. subsidies well, environmental justice very clear. will be the mission yeah. of the entire government very and we think we think some aluminum cans <laughs> and some plastic bags are going to make a difference in 2 years we're making real progress on the most ambitious environmental justice agenda in history with this executive order, we'll go even further. To all of you, 
We're making progress, but there's much more to do to finish the job. Planet is going to be here a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself. It will cleanse itself because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover. The earth will be renewed. Planet isn't going anywhere. We are. <laughs> There you go man man oh man it's right. a, a, and the more you see these things because again i see them pop up all the time just different different clips of him later on in his career and, and even there's a clip of him on bill maher where he's just trashing everybody and it's just and he's not even doing comedy he's telling the truth but the stupid people oh this is great he's telling you the truth and you're not realizing it that's the crazy part <laughs> Oh man, it's, it's just so good. The, the the description of I'm sick of these white bourgeois <laughs> liberals and there's Biden. I mean, just picture perfect. He's exactly who he was talking about. Yeah, exactly who he was talking about. Joe Biden represents that. So, all right, let's do a little sports for wrap it up. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell. Man, the receipts of people who support Mike Lindell are just flowing in tonight. Nice. We got so many orders to do this week to get out. Um, a lot of Lick the World shirts are going to be going out Lick here if I'm world. still in the mood to send them into these orders. So Nice. Uh, Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? All right, let me just do a quick breeze through the scoreboard. Some good games tonight. East first round, game five, TD Garden. Boston up three games to one. Well, the Hawks came back down from 12 to, to go up 119, 117, 1.8 seconds left. That's a lifetime in basketball. <laughs> oh you could plan an annuity, a wedding, in 1.8 seconds, <laughs> three timeouts. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Timberwolves 37-35 over the Nuggets 4.56 to go in the second there Nuggets looking to close it out and you know I think they probably will tonight I want to watch that when I get home Clippers and Suns that's a 10pm tip on TNT and Phoenix leads that series 3-1 to let's go to the ice Papa Nolan is smiling and so is Slick Rick the Islanders have won tonight 3-2 to and that means that the Carolina now leads the series 3-2 to the Islanders are not eliminated they'll bring it Back to Long Island, back to Elmont, next to the Belmont racetrack for Game 6. See if the Islanders can do the impossible, win that one, and force like Game 7. So hockey going crazy. What King- did... Um- what did you tell me in, in the commercial break during four minutes left in that game? Yeah, I said the Islanders, two, they're not going to pull it out. It was three to two. I said they're not going to hold on. You know me. I'm the king of doing – you know, there's a lot of fans like me. We're self-loathing, uh, you know. Anyway, wild on the stars. Uh, Dallas Stars are up 3 nothing. end of two there. Kings and Oilers just underway. And, uh, well, we'll see what happens with that Edmonton game out, out west as well uh, tonight. Kings and Oilers. And uh, that's a, that series is tied 2-2. So we'll see. Anyway, Big D, that's a wrap. In sports, back to you. Oh, what, what's over. the problem? They, they, J- Jason Tatum three pointer from the corner missed. Oh, nice! All right, so the Hawks won. That's good for the Sixers. My boy Joel Embiid will get some more rest. <laughs> he the MVP of the NBA. That's a wrap in sports. All right, Slick Rick, very Ready good. First, um, we didn't get too much into the chat, although I was watching the chat all night. Some good stuff in the chat. Our yeah. friends in there. Uh, a lot of a lot of George Carlin fans. I noticed. That's good. Um, Biden said, let's go out and lick the world, Melinda said. Yes, he did. Uh, let's see. Debbie Wilson is yeah. in there. Angel Walker. Blue Kentucky Girl. Yeah, Blue Kentucky Girl. Steph 44. Cow Patty Triple Shred 7. one says, great show tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs> TJ7T4 says, lick the planet. That's right. <laughs> Broke spoke. 
Cal Patty, hello, hello, everybody in the chat. Sorry we didn't get in there too much, but we we're watching, of course, all night what you were saying. So, uh, well, the, the, thanks to the great John Solomon for joining us. Again, go check out that full article at Just the News. It just came out during the show. We'll post it on all our social media as well. I didn't get into my um, – Su- I did ask him about Susan Rice. He didn't seem yes. to be as um, jaded about her as I am, keeping my eye on what she's doing. But I got a good article entitled A Big Rat departs the biden sinking ship we'll get into that tomorrow night because i i'm in tune with this article all right as always we salute our military active and active police firefighters first responders emts everybody on the front lines protecting us all the truckers all the farmers everybody that keeps the country moving thanks guys on the show thanks aaron thanks fran most of all thank you the live from studio 6b audience We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here live from Studio 6B. What even is that coming up tomorrow night? All right.